0: Kia ora friends, I'm Joanna Santa Barbara bringing you an eco postcard. Each week I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our beautiful world earth. Troubling stories of damage through excessive human impact on the biosphere and uplifting stories of restoration. I hope these accounts help you find your own pathway of protection of the people and planet you love. So, we'll start with what may at first sound like a trivial story, but it has to do with dietary choices which is actually an extremely important part of climate restoration this is a study done in the united states and it was the question in the study was can labeling menus uh, menu items for their climate impact have an impact on customers' choices of what they're going to eat? The answer turned out to be yes. How they did the study was that on, on a fast food menu, they put red stickers against high climate impact foods, like high greenhouse gas emissions from this food, like steak. And they put green stickers against foods that were more sustainable with a lower climate impact, like chicken or fish. Then they had control menus where there were no stickers. And what they found was that green stickers shifted the choice 10% towards lower impact foods, people choosing more of them. But red stickers shifted choice away by 23.5% of fewer people Shows the high climate impact, high greenhouse gas emissions foods. So that was really quite an interesting finding. First of all, to find out that the messages worked. And secondly, and I think rather unusually, in this case, the negative messages were more powerful than the positive ones. Okay, something completely different and um, to do with the dramatic story of restoration of a species that's on the edge of extinction, which was the case with fin whales as a result of, mainly as a result of whaling practices. With a ban on whaling, this species has returned from that precarious edge of extinction. This is a, a, an, an Antarctic uh, and the Antarctic area is part of its its long migration pattern and uh, Philip Hoare, an author, wrote rather beautifully about seeing masses of these whales. He says, we start in the seas and and the rare occasion of a thousand whales congregating in the Antarctic. It's a remarkable sight one which has left scientists slack-jawed and frankly green-eyed in envy. A single whale is stupendous. Imagine a thousand of them, their misty forest of spouts as tall as pine trees, the plosive sound of their blows, their hot breath condensing in the icy air. Um It's a wonderful thing to imagine and a magnificent achievement that this species now is left in peace to perform its vital ecosystem function in the oceans. If you've seen Avatar 2... You might say, what's the connection here? Well, Avatar 2 has a sort of fantasy simulation of a whale hunt, which I found too horrible to watch. I had to cover my eyes. And it, it certainly would make the idea of hunting whales repulsive to anyone who sees that film. Okay, next thing to talk about is this historic deal to halt biodiversity loss by 2030 that was made at the COP15 conference in Montreal. that That's the global meeting on biodiversity that occurred in December. The agreement just sneaked in under the gun at 3.30 a.m., On the final day of the conference, it was agreed to protect 30% of the planet for nature um, by the end of the decade, 30% by 2030, and restore 30% of the planet's degraded, terrestrial, inland water, coastal, and marine ecosystems. It will be interesting to see how this translates into action in New Zealand but I'm very pleased that it includes coastal and marine systems and hopes that it results in the outlawing of bottom trawling which basically tractors up the beautiful ocean world on the the bottom of the sea. Okay time for one more item and this one swings us to to the extremely worrying damage side of the pendulum, and that is that BP, the oil company, plans to spend $7.5 billion this year on oil and gas projects. We know that any new oil and gas project will stop us keeping under 1.5 degrees. This should, should be enough to make any new oil and gas project unthinkable. But no, for BP, they're applying this gigantic sum of money, $7.5 billion to developing new oil and gas. They may claim that they are also planning to spend 3 to $5 billion on renewable energy. But what good is that if they're sending all that new carbon up into the atmosphere, warming the planet? And if it doesn't replace oil and gas use, which is the case, renewable energy is largely in addition to fossil fuel energy, rather than substituting for presently used oil and gas. We need a global ban on new oil and gas. Okay, and one one more little but important item is that the idea of carbon border adjustment mechanisms, or CBAMs, as they're abbreviated, has been talked about for the last two decades as a climate um, change action mechanism, but Europe is about to enact one. Um, October this year, um, Europe will impose tariffs on high-carbon imports such as steel or energy initially these are going to be largely toothless um, they will simply result in in declaration or registering of emissions by steel fertilizer and cement companies but in future, tariffs could be could really bite into the importation of of high carbon products and that that concerns New Zealand whose primary industry products may come into that category that's it for today dear listeners i'm joanna santa barbara and this has been an eco postcard eco postcards airs monday afternoons 3:30 p.m. and saturday mornings 9:45 a.m. till next week please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details.